No Gods, No Monsters contains spoilers, profanity, and substance use. He worked for some secret organization like the CIA, but... for Godzilla. Listened to quite a few breakdowns of Godzilla versus Kong, but none of them talked about like the 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 sexual connotations of Godzilla or of uh, Kong going into that Hollow Earth opening. You know what I mean? That is but, weird. Like, I came when he did that. Wow. You know what I'm talking about? So you'd think it's there. It's all there. We're just yeah. missing it. We're just yeah. not looking. The Godzilla community is is simply too prude to. Uh... Yep get the connotations of what's really going on but here. the kong community is so nasty you'd think they'd have is got that it true is that a thing no i don't think okay. so i don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> i mean charlie's the one who has all the kaiju porn uploads what's up charlie how's which which one's nastier i was i was just gonna bring up how i took my mom to see godzilla minus one the other night <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my cold open <laughs> what'd she think of it yeah. She loved it. Um, yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah, so there were... Piggyback on the, our discussion last week, there were two groups of people we were talking throughout. One of them was, like, five guys who were, like, drunk and high, and, like, they would kind of, like, comment about the movie as going on, which is annoying and it sucks, but, like, it happens. But, like, during, like, the, the nuclear blast, the Ginza attack, they're like, oh, and that's the one building that doesn't fall down. You know, just, like, hear little comments like that throughout, like, yeah. whatever, it sucks, but it happens. But there were, like, some teenagers in the back row who were talking literally nonstop throughout the entire thing until in the final battle scene, um, like, a group of ten teenagers came into our theater and sat down, like, right in front of them. And then those teenagers left, uh, the, the ones that were talking throughout the entire thing. So thank God for people coming in for the final scene of a movie. <laughs> the replacement teenagers came and the teenager yeah. quota was met and the other teenagers had <laughs> to guess. leave. But the new ones didn't talk during it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, How weird. But it people was have, this is... infuriating. My mom like was like looking back throughout the entire thing, like making comments to me about them. Um, so I was worried that that really affected the movie, and it did negatively affect for it for her. But she still said she loved it. Uh, the last two movies I took her to were Barbie and the the animated Spider Man, and she liked it more than both of those. Hell yeah, yeah. Moms um, love Godzilla. That's that's <laughs> yeah. The number one listener to our podcast is moms. That's that's yep. true. And moms love Godzilla is the name of the dirtiest Kong and Godzilla <laughs> video I've seen. So. Uh, yeah, I I feel like people talking in movies makes me be like, oh, God, I'm going to turn into what boomers are right now. Yeah. Like, I feel myself just becoming worse. Yeah, like, I, I listen. You know, I'm not sure if I'm going to put this in because we just had a conversation about people talking in movie theaters as our as our cold open last time. So I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to stay in. But listening to it back, I was like, oh, no, like. Who am I? Like, who are we? 
I mean, we're good. <laughs> we're good patrons of the movie theaters. Like, I know that, but like, <laughs> but are we bad? No. Have we become bad? <laughs> I never we need to keep this in. It's I never just be self-critical, like Mao said. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe okay. I'd make like little comments to friends when I was younger, like like the first group of people I brought up, but it was never. So... No, he's not. Not what he's asking. No, no, no. I'm. It's it's my attitude towards the youth and their behavior in movie theaters specifically. Mostly, I don't care what the youth are up to, and I think they're they're it's fine. But when they really, um, their youthness is never more apparent. <laughs> than when I'm sitting in a movie theater and and it, that makes me feel like not okay with myself. No, that's shitty of them. <laughs> it's shitty of me too. The problem is angry. we all agree. We agree with you, Charlie. Yeah. And so we think the youth, no, the kids are wrong. It's the kids who are wrong. Yeah. Maybe there's a different way of watching movies that I just like... <laughs> that i'm i'm it's just, just way out over of, our heads yeah who knows maybe we shouldn't be doing this maybe we don't know <laughs> like maybe something else is happening in cinema and i just like have you tried talking <laughs> through a whole movie maybe something else happens welcome to no gods no monsters we're the anti-capitalist kaiju and monster movie podcast in a world where no one's coming to save us i'm rabbit i'm um cool rabbit A.K.A. Uh, the Salmon of Knowledge, A.K.A. Uh, Charlie, A.K.A. Sweet Baby Charlie, and this is my friend Barto. Barto, will you introduce yourself? I am Barto. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, and today we're talking about Monarch Legacy of Monsters, Season One, Episodes One through Five. Uh, I think for real now. Next time we're talking about an American Werewolf in London. Mm -hmm. We think. Who knows? We'll probably be wrong again. Maybe a new Godzilla thing will come out. Maybe, like, <laughs> a surprise. <laughs> uh, that'd be so great if we got blindsided by a complete new Godzilla piece of media. I would love that. Um, then after that, we'll probably be finishing up Monarch Legacy of Monsters. And then after that, we should, if there's no new surprises, be on Charlie's pick for a movie because we've been doing so much Godzilla. And then eventually we'll get back to the Heisei movies, we promise. Also, if you haven't already, you should check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash nogodspod. We have post-recording wrap-ups from Barto. We have show notes to show you some behind-the-scenes stuff. We give you early access to the episodes that we edit before they come out for everybody else. Um, not all episodes, but some of them. Uh, we just released our first bonus episode, which is a trailer reaction to the Godzilla x Kong. The new Empire trailer, which was a ton of fun, and we just recorded a few more bonus episodes that'll be coming out soon. We also want to thank our very first Salmon of Knowledge tier subscriber, Captain Anarchy. Thank you so much. Charlie, I'm assuming no synopsis today. Uh, you told me that you'd kick me off the podcast if I came up with a synopsis. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure that, you know, maybe self-sabotage. We talk about the death drive on here a lot. Yep. Um, 2014. G Day, 1954, <laughs> Monarch Day. Um, wait, yeah? Mm. Uh, 2015, Dad has a second family day. Um, <laughs> you get the gist. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Good, good, sure. good. Cool. Alaska. Hopefully you've seen it. Antarctica. If you haven't seen 
<laughs> I forgot what it was. One of those places. You don't want to start. You want to just do general thoughts on the first five episodes? Yeah, let's let's do like our general vibes and then go through. We'll just hit one at a time. Spend a little time with you. Sounds each great. One. That sound good? Love that. Anybody feel feel the urge? Got the music in you? I, you know, I'm gonna say, I I don't love this, but I'm I'm disliking my experience way less than I thought I was, <laughs> and and it's like it's fine, you know, like, uh, um, it's I I think most of the acting is is pretty good, and I think the sets are pretty cool, and I think it looks just like in general looks pretty good. I was. I mean, we'll we'll get to it, but I was really was really worried about what we were getting into from the very first scene of this show, which I think uh, looks like dog shit. What's the first scene again? When John Goodman is is running. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, I, I thought uh. it looked terrible and just like a bad vibes for me. And but after that point, it it got mostly better. And I'm I not, think John yeah. Goodman. I'm, looks I'm excited good. to finish it. I think it was John healthy Goodman and looks well. good. Yeah. But I thought the world they put him in did not. Oh, yeah. I guess Charlie and I are John Goodman fans. It's not everybody mm-hmm. can be. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, how about you? Yeah, I think this is a perfectly fine show. But uh, it kind of reinforces my belief that outside of for animation or comedy, um, TV is just a vastly inferior kind of dog shit medium. Um, Except but for animation or comedy? That is your... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I think I think TV is a perfect format for comedy or animation. Um, I think you're. I, mean, uh, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I just sorry that really fast. My my coworker was working in here the other day. I don't normally see him, and he was like, uh, or working with me the other day. And uh, I asked him if he was seeing the new Godzilla movie, and he was like, "I don't watch movies." I was like, "What?" And he's like, "I don't watch movies anymore. Movies are just bad." And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, people fall in love too fast. There's not time for the plots. I only watch TV. Movies are bad. And you you know how you know movies are bad? Because Andor was good and Rogue One was bad. So that's how you... (laughs) Oh, whoa. (laughs) It was so much to unpack. What does he think about the original uh, trilogy? He loves them. (laughs) But but he hates the uh, prequels. So that, you know, that proves it. It's fascinating. I mean, I sort of have the exact opposite feelings uh, as yeah. as your roommate or not roommate coworker. Uh, yeah. That I'm will I I went in thinking, and then they sort of dissolved. And then there's a very particular moment where I had we're gonna come back to it where I was like, this is why TV is bad. So, yeah. Somewhere I think in the third episode. Uh, but we'll get there. Well, sorry um, to cut you off, Charlie. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a perfectly fine TV show. I mean, it it reminds me why I don't really watch TV outside of like I don't know Looney Tunes, anime, and uh, you know, comedy yeah. shows. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I was struggling to think of like what can I possibly choose for a favorite shot here when there's nothing visually impressive about this show. Shit, I didn't pick anything for any other awards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I have a fine time watching it, but then when I'm rewatching and taking notes, I'm like, just like, God damn it. I just, I'm tired of this. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I wish I wish there was more kaiju action, and I wish there was more goji action. Um, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. 
I, as you all know, I'm probably the biggest MonsterVerse fan of the three of us. Um, the show, I really liked the first three episodes. I thought they were really fun. Mm. And by far my favorite part was the fl- the earlier scenes, like the 50s stuff, like them setting up Monarch. So when that yeah. disappeared in seasons four, episodes four and five, it was really shitty. Like, I was like, really, like, these people that clearly couldn't take up a whole episode because they weren't interesting enough are just like, we're not even going to... The last time we saw fucking, who was it? Uh, Keiko Mira, she, like, fell into a pit with a bunch of giant bugs in like the second episode and we don't know what happened episode. to her we're in episode five what did you say i think that was the first episode okay so that's and that's the last time chronologically we've yeah. seen her like what are they doing what are they i don't know I it was just frustrating there. i thought there were some i i enjoy watching the show like i re i watched all of them and then i rewatched the whole season in like a day and i had a great time the whole time i think i liked it better the second time because I was just I don't know I could just relax a little more about what was happening but it's not good it's not well made it's like I don't know I think it's kind of interesting to see the origins of Monarch and when you like contrast that with like what they were trying to do in the early days to what's happening in like the 2019 movie and beyond it's actually like I kind of agree politically with what's happening like you watch it being ruined and these people with these great ideas tape making compromises and being ruined like it's cool context for the world building, but we don't need that. Like, I don't know. I like the show, but it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. I actually thought the fifth episode was the maybe the best one, but I I mostly agree with you. I, I think the, like, where did this come from stuff is maybe the most interesting. The fifth episode had some of the best ideas, but it also got the cheesiest. Like, the cutting the holes in the paper and putting it up to the window and the light shining through like no guys what are we watching here like what are you doing <laughs> this isn't i don't know it just it got like, way too melodramatic for me and and that almost felt like we're we're branching or bridging on uh, like magical realism we're like we're like yeah. heading in that direction somewhere i, I don't that, know that scene also made me mad because they're like oh we our time's running out, our time's running out. So she's like, well, just fold up the fucking map and take it with you. Like, yeah. You're standing I, there I, just staring at the map for like five minutes. Just fucking fold it up. Take it. As long as we're talking about that scene, and I know we'll come back to it, but sure, that scene pissed me off because they said, San Francisco, Alaska, Africa. Like, I know. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, come on, man. <laughs> for real. I couldn't. That episode has so many things that bothered me. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah. We'll get to it. But let's go back. Let's go to the first episode. I, I, I will um, throw in here. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this trend of um, these huge connected universes where you feel like you have to have watched like everything going on. Um, the fact that this sure. is all built off of a movie from 2014. Uh, I, I, I don't know how that really sits with me that's almost a decade ago and uh it was not I, clear to me until i watched skull uh, kong's skull island last night for the first time it was not clear to me that john goodman was bill randa until after wait, i watched that dude yeah charlie it's not clear to charlie he's seen it twice i only knew that because <laughs> i looked on wikipedia and i've seen <laughs> skull island so many times that i watched the series twice but yeah that's the same guy that's him 
know. <laughs> and they do make it clear the second time he's like, Randa, Bill Randa. Like they make it clear, yeah. but if they don't make you want to care. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he's just some guy. I didn't like realize that he was connected <laughs> to the other guys at all. Like it just it Well, yeah. and that's one kind of cool element that yeah, you don't get unless you know and have been paying attention and like more than this show begs you to is that like he throws that suitcase into the ocean and it has his film and so when they get it and they have the film canister the film that the kids are carrying around from that bag is the footage being filmed in the flashback episodes of bill randa like he has that camera all the time Mm -hmm. and so it's actually this meta thing where they're seeing the footage that we're watching but like they don't do enough to make you know that it was they couldn't do it they yeah, I'm sorry. I, I it was just unclear to me that the Bill Randa played by uh, um, Anders Holm was yeah. just Durs. what his name is Durs Durs from Workaholics. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. It, yeah, I just thought his stuff got to John Goodman somehow. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that. But yeah, they yeah. just didn't make that very clear. I didn't think. I didn't even realize that Keiko and him were the grandparents of the main kids. And I should have. But the show, again, it part of that might be my fault. And part of that is the show didn't make me want to care. Like, they didn't focus Mm -hmm. on that. Like, I don't think I'm a bad I'm bad at watching TV. And it just I didn't care. It's also so weird how they throw in um, Shaw. And they're like, he must be 90 years old. They're like. Oh yeah, supposedly there is some experiment or something where he's younger, and they just oh, kind of. I, f- I figured that out. Wait, let's wait till we get there. But that's yeah. crazy because okay. uh, yeah. I'm my thinking was, oh, that's going to be a reveal towards the end of the season. No, I figured um, it out. We'll get there. Okay, so we have the first scene. You have the John Goodman opening, and then the bag flash forwards to 2013 and gets whatever, and it goes to Tokyo in 2015. Um. I did like right off the bat the like focus on capitalism. Like I one thing I liked about this show that the movies can't do is they can show you what it's like to live in a world where giant monsters are a regular thing and is tre- are treated kind of like disasters. That's fun. I wish it leaned into that more, but there's like uh, a taxi driver I think who's saying like, "Oh, monster prep is good business." I like that shit. That was uh, yeah, cool. And yeah. people thinking and, it's a hoax, people having yeah. a podcast about it. Yeah, yeah, that 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 taxi driver, he thought it was a hoax and has a podcast. Yeah. Everybody's fucking making a podcast these days. People, we do not need these many podcasts out there. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh not for every niche interest, we don't need a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought like our image of Japan as a place that is like has built up all this infrastructure in preparation for Godzilla, which has never like attacked Japan in this timeline, right? They're just oh yeah, yeah. They're just like theoretically preparing for <laughs> it's it. Only been in San Francisco, <laughs> uh, which I guess That's is so smart. Funny. I guess I don't know. There's one other of those <laughs> things amazing. too. Hang on, we'll get to it. But um, okay, but yeah, I like the, I like the that sort of you know the. They were spraying parasites yes. to avoid a monster attack, which is something like I must must have been in the Godzilla movies, maybe. 
I no? don't think so. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out what the fuck that is hoping to prevent. But well, yeah. Well, they said when they did that, like, oh, it's all just security theater. Um, yeah. But like, how is that even security theater? Like, spraying for parasites. Like, I don't understand how that would make you feel more secure about a Godzilla yeah. attack. <laughs> it definitely, to me, just felt like a reference to the host. Um, yeah. I don't know if y'all have seen the host, mm, but like, yeah. they're pretend there's actually a kaiju but they're pretending it's something else so they're spraying everywhere but it doesn't make sense to me yeah and that's where they say monster yeah. prep is good business i think it but also yeah, made I me liked... think as i say it also made me because it happened in an airplane also made me think of the tsa which is mostly just security theater as well right um, yeah but yeah yeah it's like i i if instead of 9-11s you had kaiju this mm-hmm. is the world we would have which is kind of fun yeah, yeah i could it would be super fun if there were just signs of like godzilla like godzilla signs all over the fucking place and uh it's like this place is godzilla ready or whatever the those signs meant but that was totally that's the tokyo i want to live in uh i like all the <laughs> kazakhstan stuff in this episode that was fun yes. the like fake contamination to hide a yeah. site or whatever uh i thought that was pretty cool and I liked the the bugs that eventually killed. Uh, we don't Kay. know. She died. Key? K. K. Keiko. Uh, Keiko. Yeah. Right. Uh, I guess. Yeah. We don't know that she died. Um, but did it did occur to me when she died? This is that uh, with her death, no one else in history would be friendly. Like everyone is so mean in this show, and and the <laughs> the people in. The original monarch group are like the only nice are people who are like <laughs> nice to each other in the show at all, pretty much. And and I didn't, uh, I didn't notice that Kate is mean to. I mean, eventually she warms up a little bit when um, in a little later. But in the first episode, basically anything anyone says to each other is with anger and annoyance, and it's just. It's exhausting to me to to listen to people talk this way. Kate is so mean to everyone. Yeah. And um, I guess she's I, had it hard, but Yeah, I I mean, you're right. I I I hear you on that. It, it seems like most of the interactions are like, "Whoa, wait, who are you? What are you doing here? Why are we doing this or whatever?" I don't want to talk to you. Like she's yeah. so mean to her mom. She's, you know, like She's but mean to the like people that, right? whose when... home she burst into. She yeah, and everyone's totally. mean though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. May was that character for me. I couldn't stand May. Uh, and she May just gets worse as it goes. Yeah, it's mean. And everyone's so mean. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, like you said before, the only characters I kind of really liked were um, the the grandparents. Um, and in that, I didn't really like uh, Lee Shaw back then. But I did like Lee Shaw in the present day, played by Kurt Russell. And I don't know if that's yeah. just because Kurt Russell is just a such a charismatic actor um, that I just inherently like him. Sorry, what? Oh, never mind. Okay, I'm moving on to episode two in my brain. Uh, do y'all want to yeah. move on to episode two? Let's go on to episode oh, two. Uh, well, I, 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 I um wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry, were the bugs? So I haven't seen uh, the 2014 Godzilla in a while. So were the nope. the baby bugs supposed to be? Okay, nothing. I can't nope. remember what those look like. Connected to nothing so far. Okay. Um, at least as far as I can tell. They're not Mutos. 
Um, okay, I, I, one thing I, I want to say is the... everything is Mutos, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but in there's one specifically that people call the Muto because that's the only name for it, whereas every other one has other names. Uh, yeah, I right. can't remember at all what those looked like, but I thought they were kind of bug-like, so I didn't know if they were connected to those little totally those little things. Um, Kate has some flashbacks to seeing monarch people in San Francisco, and I just can't imagine how gnarly it would be to live in a world where after a disaster where a Godzilla comes and smashes everything and kills people, people with the human or with the extinction symbol, which is what the Monarch logo is, on their fucking jackets are walking around like that's so intense. It it, it looked like a like a a cult had had like emerged and were like Totally. You know, filming it and, you know, it it looked like they were, I don't know, it was cool. It was spooky. uh, Yeah. Their presence. There should be Godzilla cults. I mean, definitely. See, that I would watch. I would watch the show where they discover the fucking kaiju cults or or whatever. And that would be very interesting. You know, they're like Mothra's or whatever. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Well, let's move on to season one, episode two, Departure. Um, which part do you want to talk about first? Tokyo 2015 or Manila 1952? I like I liked again Manila. I liked all that stuff. That was pretty cool. I it was interesting that they they had they introduced Shaw as like a defender of women and pro- maybe an anti-racist, you know, protecting it and then immediately trans uh transitions to like a woman can't be a scientist. Like I, it made me feel like the setup was for nothing. <laughs> that part where he's like, "No, it can't be you. No, you don't." No, like it went like three phases too long. Like, <laughs> yeah. What were they thinking? It's like this is twenty twenty three. Like you're not fooling anyone. Every single person watching knows what's happening. You don't need to keep going. Like no, no, you don't understand. Oh, that's your name. Oh, you must be the secretary. Like I don't know. It, it was so bad. Yeah, very frustrating. You must be his daughter. Like, Jesus Christ. Right. Like, and, but then he tries to play it off later of like, it's such a weird line. Like, he's like, it's, he's basically trying to say like, I'm not sexist and racist. It's that I know the U.S. military is. So like, are you trying to tell me that's not how it is? And I'm like, okay, that's stupid because you didn't think yeah. it could be her, but also like, fine. But then he's like, are you telling me you didn't judge me the second you saw me? Like as right. if reverse racism is the same. And it's like, what <laughs> right. is this show doing? <laughs> like, and it's so funny because this is the show that we'll get to the episode later that like the right is all like, this is too woke. And this is the show. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, you know what? Let's push us. We're going to push this fucking sexist patriarchal world 50 years into the fucking future by having this interaction where we show that actually women can be doctors. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. Um, I like these guys. I, I more or less like watching, uh, what's his name? Wyatt Russell do his thing. I like him as an actor. I didn't. I like the trio. The trio are cool. I think they work. They're fine. I like the couple. I, I didn't like Wyatt. I love, the radiation in the sky that we get to see, I think that looks like really beautiful. That's maybe like the prettiest looking thing in the show when when uh, when Shaw looks into the sky and sees the pathway of of the dragon or whatever. And I don't remember that. And then 
and that that's what makes it's, him like turn around and go back yeah he, to get he's them. driving the jeep away he's like fine i've been oh, dismissed that's right. and then he sees yeah okay and he goes back and meets him on the ship it took too long to walk around the ship it yeah <laughs> i don't know it would have i guess done more to me if i was already invested in the character of uh bill randa from the the old movie and like got that this was like I already have emotional attachment to him and his time in the military or in the Navy and all that stuff. But like, I just, I didn't have that connection to him. And so I was like, why are we still walking around this ship? Even if you watch everything with that character in it, you won't have an emotional reaction to him. No, like, no, no. Yeah. He was also just not very important in Kong. Like, yeah, all, all things considered. Well, it's an ensemble cast and none of them really were, but, um, yeah. I thought it was so funny that he said he was a cryptozoologist and it's like, oh, you study animals that don't exist. He's like, yeah. It's like, what do you, I thought the whole thing is that you think they exist. That's why you're studying them. I thought about, um, so his whole shtick, he's like, he does this like, oh, I like, I want to know why people tell the stories they tell, which I read this, there's this like kind of band of religious scholars like Jeffrey Cripple, Cripple, I think is is sort of the at the forefront of them who are interested in sort of modern myth making like either like magic or UFOs or whatever and and they sort of do this same thing where they're like yeah we're interested in like why people tell stories but they're also like yeah, UFOs might be real and that might be why they're doing, you know, they're like really kind of lean into like, we're going to try and prove their thing right, maybe using science, which I think is like a really kind of strange way to be a religious mm. scholar. And I sort of thought I felt the same way about uh, Bill in in that, like, he's not really doing what he's saying he's doing. He's not like doing no. ethnographies. <laughs> he's, he's hunting for monsters. No, that's what's so weird. He's like contrasting following oral traditions to using a Geiger counter, but both of them are means to the same end, which is finding the monster. He's not actually like respecting right. these people anymore that we right. can tell. Um, mm -hmm. It's all just that's why he links up with them and it's fine. Um, and I think we'll see later how maybe there's a pattern of them compromising their supposed ideals <laughs> for yes. uh, what they're actually doing. Um, I just things in this show that are annoying to me like this is like exactly what uh they keep repeating of like she has a map of the radiation or whatever he has a map of what people said they saw in the sky and you look next to him and they're exactly the same and they're like wait a second and he has to rip it out of his fucking binder put it on top hold it up to the light and be like oh they overlap it's like we all know they overlap folks yeah. like we we know she's a doctor like we get that she's the doctor we know they overlap like what do y'all do who is this for anyway I mean, 50 minutes is a lot that, of time to fill up i i agree <laughs> it, it, and they're doing the the thing that's kind of like the the opposite of nope where like yes monsters are real and yes you know what science is how we're gonna like prove to y'all that they're real which is kind of like yeah the opposite of like a very cool <laughs> way of thinking about the the fantastical as it as it relates to the the unknown or whatever um 
For sure. But again, I still thought that part was better than the the Tokyo part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you give me an old ship, you tell me it's there's a dragon there, you give me a bunch of goo and corpses. All right. Love goo. That's cool. Yeah. What what'd y'all think of the dragon thing? Well, wait, um, they didn't say anything about like how the ship got there, right? Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. Um I wish it was uh um Rodan instead of a uh, uh schlub. <laughs> um, but I mean dragons are cool, so it was still cool, but I, I kinda wish it was more someone we knew. I guess. Yeah, I, I bet we're not getting much of that with uh, the 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 price tag for each Toho monster. But I f- wasn't the the opening scene of the show supposed to be Kumanga and Ebera? No, I mean that was a di- that was like uh, the bamboo spider guy from the uh, oh, from Kong. from Skull Island uh, that was in the movie. And then I mean it didn't say it was Ebera. It's just like a crab thing, kind of. I guess you could say it was Ebera, but they didn't have to borrow Ebera for that. Yeah, they didn't I have bet, to pay money I bet for. They would say it's not Ebera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, everybody I listening, that... I want you to write Toho and say that you love the Ebera and the Kumanga in the opening scene of the show. And um, <laughs> maybe we can get a f- some funny legal action going on. There we go. Good thinking. I thought the dragon looked fine, but the graphics on it were awful. It looked really horrendous. I couldn't believe how shitty it looked. Yeah, it just bugged me how bad it looked. But I don't really care. It's just a fucking dragon at the end of the show whatever the adventure to get there was more fun but it it yeah. is nothing to write home about for me i, I also i kind of thought there was going to be more with the dragon um i don't maybe in a later episode there will be but it's mm. kind of weird how it just kind of drops off there I, as soon as the episode was over i like forgot what it looked like it just like didn't <laughs> it didn't take a home <laughs> totally. in my brain at all i have no no idea what it looked like. I presume it looked a little like a traditional dragon in some way, but and maybe sure. it flew. Did it have wings? Yeah. Okay. It was flying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was purple. It had like a flattish top of its head, which was interesting. Okay. Oh, I see it. I see. Yeah, that looks all right. I mean, not in terms of looking like a real thing on the screen, but... Uh, or in the environment it's in, but it's all right. One more thing that totally is just, the show just doesn't take its audience seriously, and I can't stop pointing these things out. It's 1952. She's Japanese. He's uh, Bill's American, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, this ship was my ship in Pearl Harbor. Like, I think he said during the attack on Pearl Harbor, and then it it went down because of a dragon, whatever. And they're walking around and she goes, wait, how long ago did you, when she sees the corpses, how long ago did you say it sank? And he's like, nine years. And it's like, that's for the audience. You don't think they remember how long ago when Pearl Harbor was? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I don't think so. It's think just so stupid. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know. I don't know who this show's for. It seems like it's too gnarly to be for little kids but they're talking to us like we're little kids well we know that most uh teenagers these days uh talk throughout entire shows and movies <laughs> so maybe it's pretty helpful for them yeah this is the the nine years ago is is for the teenagers who missed the this happened at pearl harbor lines because they they sure. are like well this is 1954 it must mean that happened at pearl harbor they're they're I, you know they have all the relevant information 
1952. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that helped me a lot. But they could have given us that information without it being in a way that, like, I needed that line. I'm not tracking when he said it sank. But the but the people in the show should have remembered how long ago Pearl Harbor was. Right, 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 right. You could have easily been like, oh, man, this body has been like this for nine years? And it, then it's not breaking the shit, you know? Right. Um, Tokyo, 2015. The the other the other plot. What do we got? The, the black bagging of Katie, which you know Tim trying to Tim, who I do not like. I just think the show keeps trying to like make me sympathetic to like a little bit. Like I think my yeah. guess is that he's going to have a turn at some point. Like, and we're going to just like accept. We're we're going to have to accept that he's like a good guy now. Um, I maybe think but I also think definitely. they're just trying to make him a comic relief and every joke falls flat like it's like that they keep leaving up? space for laughter and there's not it's not funny mm. like like his line before he blackbacks her he's like I get it uh, a man runs into a woman the next thing you know she's in a coffin and they just stare at each other for a while it's like that's a horrible thing to say and it's not funny it, yeah. but you're acting like it is just just like the the least riz of of anybody in the yeah. Godzilla universe. I mean, there's two comedic relief comic reliefs in Godzilla King of the Monsters in, from 2019 and they have no riz either. Like this this series is pretty good at that. Yeah, it's for people like me to relate. Tim, <laughs> no riz. I got you. Have you have more riz than you, anyone in the biz, Charlie. I relate have, with you, Tim. You have riz. <laughs> Uh, but no, I agree with you, Barto. You don't really see it in this episode, but later on, like when he's talking to like the monarch people and he's like, I thought we were all here to try to make sure yeah. no another yeah. loved one was yeah. killed by a titan. Like things like that kind of make you seem like, yeah, they're going to try to do like a face turn for him. Yeah. And he's not going to do anything to make up for all the bad shit he's done. And we're just, I just, just wait. Mm -hmm. Totally. I thought that. I, I wrote down, I, I forget the characters' names now. Sorry. Give me just a second. The Kentaro and his mom uh, yeah. tearing up the pictures of their dad. Like, I thought there's something like maybe interesting going on here, but it didn't like amount to anything because he didn't, there was no like, this is the past. There was no, like nothing happened as a result of that. And so it wasn't interesting. It was yeah. just well, another like thing they did. I mean, I think the while they were doing that, he saw the picture of uh, Bill Shaw, right? That's true. Then he asked like his mom about... Didn't he have the picture of Bill Shaw from the... Oh, he had not gone back to the office yet to get the folder. He, he had gone job. to the office right. and he saw the folder about Bill Shaw, like about the retirement place he went to and stuff like that. But then when he was tearing up the pictures, I think then he saw a picture of Bill Shaw and then he asked his mom about him. Um, ah, right. But okay. there still wasn't it a did, lot to that. It did move the plot forward. That's good. I, I liked that scene. I liked it felt like it was trying to just be more relatable. Like she, he says, you're not angry. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're angry. Do you feel better? And then she reveals that she actually is angry and like, or at least wants to meet him in his anger. Like that was a nice moment. And then, yeah, nothing went anywhere. And also the guy who plays Kentaro is such a horrendous actor to me that I just can't feel much. Really? Yeah. He really feels very yeah. empty all the time. Um, 
he's just one of those like whoa people you know he's, yeah and he's also just like mean or indifferent to everybody and it's so frustrating why would i yeah. want to yeah. watch him i thought the mom was more like this matters but i thought it was more like she's angry because her son's angry and that's why she got angry that's why she's like i'm angry now because you're angry um, that's what i mean meeting him where he's at but, yeah yeah trying to like yeah i have a plot question i'm kind of confused the person so this goes back to the first episode the per, the japanese fisherman who discovers rangda's files was that i thought that was rangda's son but i guess i don't know who that was no I don't know um, how those files made it to uh, back to Randa's son. No idea. I thought that was Randa's son, but then when we talked about how his bill ran, I was like, well, there's no way that as Bill Randa throwing that off and then Randa's son discovered it as a fisherman <laughs> in Japan. Yeah. Um, Took up then, his legacy. <laughs> but yeah, but then that happened like 2013, right? And are we to presume that somehow, I don't, I can't remember what his name is. Bill Randa's son, Hiroki's is, father. Is named Kate's uh, Hiroshi. Um, Thank Hiroshi. you. Hiroshi. Had he been in... Uh, when he got a hold of those files, is that when he got into Monarch? Or he had had he already been like a part of I assumed Monarch? he's been in Monarch most of his life, and they just... Like, those people were looking to sell the files, and he bought them or something. I don't think... Okay. I think he'd been in Monarch way longer, like... Okay, because I was thinking that those files entered introduced him to all this stuff and i was like wow he's done a lot of work for just like one year uh, <laughs> no he's but, he's been he, in it the whole time it's just I, I mean he was busy with his secret families that he had for non-monarch reasons <laughs> uh yeah we haven't even like this motherfucker sucks he has two families why like i don't like the Screen. only reason why he already has this secretive monarch job where he has to be gone all the time for monarch shit. But he also has two families. Like, the only reason is so that you could have a brother and sister who don't know each other that need to find him. Like, yeah, other than it, that, there's... what I just hate him. What the fuck is this dude's problem? There's people out here like me who can't start one family. And this greedy fucker has two families. And I bet he... <laughs> We may find out he has a third family in Sweden or something. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Oh, Africa. Yeah. <laughs> One plane ticket to Africa to see my third family, please. Yeah. I don't really understand what. Yeah. It doesn't. The whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, there's going to be some sort of meaning behind having two families besides that. He's just kind of like a dick. But so far, they've yeah. not given us that. And. They're really concerned with finding this guy who's just kind of an asshole. Who Kate also yeah. seems to think is kind of an asshole. And oh, for sure. And, and uh, I, I do think like it. It seems like a uh, uh, Kentaro is. I mean, his acting is so bad that I'm not really sure. But it seems like Kentaro is like ostensibly like under his dad's emotional shadow in some way and it needs mm -hmm. to do something and i sort of like get his motivations for doing this sure. i don't get kate's motivations for doing this at all i the only one i get is that it's like a distraction like they in episode five they say that like oh she's been depressed her bus full of students fell off a cliff her girlfriend she was cheating on who knows where she is maybe she died so this is like 
this is the distraction she has to do it and like at least she's living for something but it's it's pretty weak and it makes me not give a fuck about finding this dude yeah i mean it could also be maybe she wants to fucking yell at him and say yeah the fuck's wrong she wants to yell at everybody so like that's not interesting either (laughs) it's and and i agree it's good to have a project when you're depressed that makes perfect sense oh, to yeah. me. And but totally. like, none of us can you, identify with that at all. <laughs> but you can you have all of Burned Out San Francisco to go loot and explore. I don't know. Yeah. Do that. You're if that, that that's dangerous. What, what I guess this is dangerous too. This but, is also uh, very very dangerous. This is that's way more dangerous. dangerous. Man. The, think about all the shit you can loot from fucking San Francisco. All the tech people that live there. Oh my god, that would be a looting paradise. Um, this I feel like this uh, this episode pulls a dirty trick because when you're introduced to May in this episode, you think she rules. She has a go bag full of passports and yeah. shit. And at one point, Kate says like she's not worried because I haven't done anything wrong. Like the classic liberal, I have nothing to hide. And May is like, okay, when in people of power ever cared about and then gets cut off, and you're like, oh shit, okay, they met like this rad techie fucking like secret passport girl she's gonna be cool and eh, not cool no, we're gonna yeah. find she's out soon. she's not that cool the rest of the fucking show <laughs> <laughs> who to be fair is on this mission for no reason for I, not her dad with a boyfriend yeah. who treated her like shit it seems i don't know uh yeah i don't know yeah. just I'm, like terrible toxic little little triad that they have going mm-hmm. here and and Kurt russell <laughs> who i feel like if Kurt Russell is really like the analyst or whatever the fuck he was beforehand, should have like looked at that group of people and been like, oh, this is not something I want to touch at all. Like, the, 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 back the, opposite, like... the vibes emanating from them. Yeah. You have to like feel it when they walk in the room. I just like I just know if they came over to my house, it would be. Like, I'd have that sinking feeling in my stomach as I'd be like, oh, no one is happy here. And I feel bad that they're here. And I don't know how, because that's how I feel this entire show. And I don't know how Kurt Russell didn't see that, like, right away. But sorry. To be fair, he's he's been in, like, he's been, like, kind of held captain in a Zen garden for 10 years. So he, his standards are pretty low. Uh <laughs> Yeah, but he's 90 years old. Take a rest, old man. <laughs> True. Or is he? Um, okay, episode three, Secrets and Lies. Uh, I did think there was something nice about driving through the Zen Garden. There was something like appealing to me about that. Um, My dude hates Zen. My dude hates no, peace. that's not Calm. true. <laughs> that's not true. And not really. one with oneself. Um. I also just kind of liked the setup of like, it made me, it was like the first time in the show where I'm like, oh, like Monarch are like, they got the, uh, they're embedded, they are deep, they are everywhere. They have a whole yeah. ass retirement home, just like keeping old Monarch people prisoner. You know, I thought that was, that was <laughs> like, that was kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. Um, on the ship on their way over to Korea, there's a scene where May throws her phone off the ship and Kentaro says, that's bad for the environment. 
the fish eat the plastic, we eat the fish, which is a very funny reason for it to be bad for the environment. But we'll put that to the side real quick. And then she says, I'll make a donation to Greenpeace. Oh, I knew that got you riled up. I think this is the crux of the entire show. I think this is like the thesis (laughs) of the entire show. I I knew it. (laughs) So... Can I spout my theory real quick? Yeah, please. Okay. So Greenpeace is, what's Greenpeace's function in that scenario, right? Like Greenpeace, it doesn't matter what the individual desires of the people who founded Greenpeace or the people who run Greenpeace or whatever. The purpose of Greenpeace is to make you not feel bad about throwing plastic in the ocean, right? Like not that they want that to be what they're doing, but in order to function as like a mainstream environmental organization that works with governments and with corporations, the closest they can get to their stated goal of helping the environment is not helping the environment, but getting close enough that we no longer feel bad for doing bad things to the environment unless we like by donating to them, right? It's like makes you feel okay about continuing the world as it is. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. So that's what Monarch is to the government like in godzilla king of the monsters they say that these titans are being released because of strip mining and uh what's the other thing uh seismic surveying and all this human activity is like waking these monsters up and the government as we see from these founding things is funding monarch and they're they now have bases all over the place but what are they actually doing about the titans as we see, he says it in a later episode, but Kurt Russell's like, you're not doing shit. And in the original, he's like, let him fight. So it's, they're basically like the monarch is the nonprofit industrial complex for Titans. It's <laughs> just to be like, we don't have to stop strip mining. We don't have to stop surveying. We're giving money to monarch who does nothing. It's a cycle. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's what this that's what this show is about, and they did that on purpose with this line about green yeah. <laughs> I I listened to an interview with Matt Fraction and he brought that, that exact thing up. With who? Matt Fraction, he's one of the showrunners. Uh, oh okay. Uh, oh, really? he was he, he's literally... like a comic book artist. Um but no, he I I mean I did listen to an interview with him because he's on he's a regular or He's been on the podcast, listened to uh quite a bit. Um, and there was an interview where they touched. No, no, they did not bring up green. Oh, so. okay. I thought. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I, I would not have thought this show was thoughtful enough to make that connection about itself. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, Matt Fraction. I, I'm. He's supposed to be a pretty good comic book writer, I guess. So, um, I don't know how indicative this. Uh, show is of his work overall so i don't want to cast uh any negative aspirations i mean i've been ripping into the show a lot and i like the show like i, I hope it gets five mm-hmm. more seasons i'm enjoying it but it's also shit <laughs> it's also like if i try to pick it apart it's real easy uh yeah i also just think it's funny that in the next scene kentaro throws all the files off the ship <laughs> right yeah right but he didn't want to because he was oh, yeah. like but if if I throw these off, the fish are going to eat it, and then people are going to eat the fish, and then they're going to know what those files contained. K- 
Can you imagine writing that line? We have one line to write why throwing plastic in the ocean is bad for the environment. Well, because we eat the fish. What does that have to do with the environment? You took the only thing that we somehow mystically consider separate from the environment, which is us, and talked about how it affects that. You also don't have to write a line. You can just be like, throwing plastic in the ocean is bad for the environment. You don't need to say anything after that. No, totally the the other thing i i keep writing all these there's like i have all these little notes about like this seems like an important theme this will come up a lot in this show and and none of them have but one of the <laughs> things i uh one of the things i i was like well this kind of feels like it's recalling when john goodman threw his thing in the ocean maybe mm. it, this is about something you know like maybe this is uh giving in to your fate or whatever but like none of it there's nothing they it's not actually recalling it's just two yeah. people throwing trash in the ocean maybe yeah. in season True. two uh kate or um I kentaro his, yeah uh, kentaro's uh children will find those um <laughs> those, those tapes. <laughs> that'd be so funny uh i did think there was <clears throat> one kind of maybe purposeful and interesting through line in this part of the episode which is or and by this part i mean the this story the like 2015 story which is that you start out in a zen garden that's like a retirement home that's supposed to look peaceful and stuff but you see there's like cameras in the trees and he has an ankle monitor and there's all it's like a surveillance fucking prison and they escape that and then are still caught by Monarch because facial recognition AI picks them up heading into Korea. I liked this idea that they escape a surveillance prison, but they don't, right? Like, right. Mon, there's the whole it's world everywhere. is a surveillance prison. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It did feel I like... like and the, like, Oh, go on. After no, you. please. I, I was going to say, it did feel like the detour into Korea was completely pointless like and impossible how does he being stuck for 10 years there have a guy who's embedded himself into customs <laughs> long enough to then get them out in a what yeah a guy who's willing to just <laughs> sacrifice like everything like he just attacks another security guard and it's just like <laughs> Yeah. drives away from his job like what are you talking <laughs> and that dude was pretty young like he was like maybe yeah. 40 so this dude's known him like i just yeah. don't understand and, how him and kurt russell are buds from nine years ago at least yeah and they introduce one of the only like pleasant fun characters in 2015 i know i i have this i i have this note that says Shaw's Korean friend Duho is also nice. Seems like maybe it's a generational divide thing. And then uh, immediately after I wrote, they killed him. And <laughs> yeah. It's it's so frustrating to me because yeah, I think I Shaw is like nice enough as a character yeah. compared to this rain cloud that he is hanging out with. He's like he seems <laughs> like incredibly charming. It, do you think he's really charming or do you think it's one of those things where like if I hang out with a bunch of uggos, I'll get picked up because I look so hot in comparison. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. Which is my tactic doing, when I go to the bar. Which because That's the, why I they weren't doing still game on theory. this podcast. What's that? 
That's why I'm still part of this podcast. <laughs> oh man, we're making Charlie look good. Um, yeah, I I don't think he's doing game theory. I don't think that's what's happening. No, I'm sorry. I was. Do you remember that movie, uh, A Beautiful Mind? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, I never saw it. They yes. they they suggest the the opposite tactic where they're they're trying to pick up women in a bar and there's one really pretty lady and they're like, no, guys, we can't all go for the pretty lady. We have to just go for her ugly friends. And, oh, that movie and split sucked. Up. It was yeah. very weird. Anyways, <laughs> um, could we talk about, go back to the past and talk about... Yeah, yeah, 1954. This is the, some, this is very, this is, yes, there's stuff to talk about here. So, first of all, great set piece, the giant footprint uh, yes. thing. Awesome set piece. Look cool. Yeah, so they make this deal with the U.S. military, and of course it goes wrong, but... Yep. A very strange thing happens in, in at Bikini Atoll, which is they paint a picture of Godzilla before they've ever seen Godzilla on the sides of the bombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's such a good point because that, I don't know if you remember, but the 2014 movie opens with shots that this is all taken from right. with a no sign of Godzilla on the missile. But you're right. They've not seen Godzilla yet. I mean, they're, I'm assuming they're using folklore and oral traditions to get some of their evidence of Godzilla, right? But still, amazing. Yeah. Amazing yeah, point. Very strange. Brings up deep sea fish. Um I mean <laughs> we have what? to talk about this scene in general because this happens in 2014 and now here, but like how okay, we're gonna talk about this a lot when we cover 2014. So I don't want to go too hard, but like I, how I, I, I want to know what what parts of this were from 2014. Uh okay the Basically, the opening montage, like, credits of 2014 is a bunch of quick shots of stuff. And some of it is them doing the nuclear test at Bikini Atoll. And, the and like, shots of people watching it and shots of the missile with the no Godzilla sign on it. What about the, um, the from camera, uh, the, the through their camera the shots of Godzilla? Is that nothing uh, is actually from 2014? Just so you know, oh, it's just okay. similar sh scenes, like scenes from different angles now. But um, okay, I don't think any of the things of that were from 2014. Okay, but I just again, we're gonna get way into this when we cover that Godzilla. But like, they got a thing that is like an actual nuclear test that the United States government actually did outside of japan that actually fucking killed people and in this version they're saying no the u.s was trying to protect japan from a giant monster that's yes. what caused that like that's, that's so fucked up it's completely <laughs> insane it's so fucked up and tone deaf and just bananas i uh could not believe <laughs> what i was watching on on television uh it it really just um i don't know i mean again it's it's i think it's just just this hope that like oh, no one remembers what this was anymore you know they probably just familiar yeah. with the words bikini atoll at, at most and that's probably it'll be, only it'll because be a fun easter egg to connect it to the you know <laughs> and i i may be actually showing my ignorance there may have been I believe there might have been a lot of tests happening in the Bikini Atoll. There there were. And this is actually referencing the second round of tests. Okay. 
specifically because uh that the the first dr- missile that went off during the second round of tests which was called Appar- operation castle uh was called first test was codenamed castle bravo which is what just, they they called it in this castle bravo just so y'all know is the name of one of the monarch bases like the head base in king of the monsters like this thing <laughs> <laughs> and i was I, wa- I was like don't bring that up don't bring that up, but you just mentioned it's oh so, my god um, like this is laughter of, of horror horror by the way this is like oh my god so tone deaf as a side note um of historic accuracy um or relating things to the actual history uh in the i thought it was weird the boat that they found um back in episode two or whatever i i, I looked it up and i think that was a real boat but it was a, a real ship but it was a ship that like survived world war Two, and I just thought it was weird that they would choose a ship that survived World War II instead of a ship that actually sunk or got destroyed. Or Anyways. that they would, yeah, like, pick a lane. Are you yeah. referencing super obscure shit or are you holding two lines that are obviously similar over each other and making us stare for fucking two minutes <laughs> to see that they're the same? Like, yeah. I, like what is happening? I... I... I do want to I want to step back one step and just say that the uh Lucky Dragon incident yeah that was Castle Bravo was a result of Castle Bravo specifically yes but yes. I did they call this one Castle Bravo they did oh okay holy yeah. shit okay cuz yeah, I yeah. knew that but I didn't know they called this okay um yeah and i was also curious wait sorry for people who don't know in case you haven't listened to every episode and aren't obsessed with godzilla the lucky dragon incident is where all of our episodes it was a hydrogen bomb test done off the shore like off of japan near islands that was way bigger than what they thought it would be so they didn't warn enough people and it killed a bunch of fishermen and rained radioactive ash down on people and caused deformities. And it's what inspired the first scene of the original Godzilla. So this is what they're turning it into. Was that actually that was us, the U.S., trying to fight Godzilla to protect the world. Which is so... Like, not only are they getting the monster from Japan that stands for nuclear power... And then throwing that away, but they're instead of throwing that away, they're like inverting it of like, no, yes. no, 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 it was a good thing. Like, how yes. do you go that far? Just throw it away. Just do something else. Yeah. It, it is it's weird that they 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 looked at that same point in history and was like, Yeah, this is the only one we could possibly use as like yeah. how we're introducing Godzilla into the world. And but instead of of introducing Godzilla to the world because of the nuclear test that and, and sprouted him like an evil flower. It, it is, it is just the first time we've seen him. It happened before, and, and it does nothing, right? It's he's an ancient what? monster that has hollow Earth energy, and this just hits him and doesn't kill him. It doesn't turn him into Godzilla. No, okay. You know? I was wondering about that. This doesn't superpower him or anything. It, I don't think so. I, they don't. They say nothing. Say, it doesn't kill him either, right? He's He's been fighting for Kongs for thousands of fucking generations. Yeah, I, I was yeah, I was confused. I assumed it superpowered him, but also I didn't 
get how like they were like, oh, that was a success, Operation Success, when it didn't kill him. So like, what happened to Godzilla there? Unclear. I don't like, know. Th- they thought he was dead, but he didn't die. Oh, dear man. listener, if you have have a stronger understanding of the monsterverse than us and can tell us what the effect of this bomb was please tell us we want to know i was i was hoping that that superpowered him and then they were like oh shit let's go around feeding um but they didn't realize it superpowered him so then they were monarch was going to go around feeding titans atomic weapons that that superpowered them and i that, thought that'd be a cool plot that's what made him learn how to run he couldn't like jog uh <laughs> until he got hit with the nuke and now he's now he's dashing yeah yeah it's like a video game whenever whenever godzilla gets hit by a nuke he gets to choose a power up and uh Y'all, yeah he chose agility charlie has not seen godzilla king of the monsters and doesn't know what he's predicting right now just so everyone knows <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing Jeez. um so when we get to Godzilla 2014, we are going to have a long discussion about the thinking behind this and the U.S. military's uh, deal with the 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 company with Legendary making the movie and why it ended up this way, at least a little bit. But we can probably move on from this for now because we'll have a whole movie for that. But it is I, wild. I, I do. Uh, the last thing that I think I really... Well, I have two more things to say about this episode. The last thing I have to say about the, the past, the 50s scene. Oh, no, I have a lot more to say about this episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Um, they they talk about, so the, the operations is success. Uh, Shaw comes to tell them, even though they're very sad that they nuke Godzilla, Shaw's like, hey, we could keep doing this. We could keep nuking monsters or whatever. And they're like, great. Um, but... And and their plan is to um, is to just not tell their superiors what's going on, and and so Shaw being their superior, he works out this understanding um, that they'll only tell him what he needs to know, which is how MK Ultra worked. <laughs> you know, like that's how information <laughs> was passed for that, and it just it's so weird. That's amazing. I mean, I could not believe that they had these characters who built Monarch with their bare hands because they loved and cared about learning about these giant creatures. The first time they agree to do something with the government, they nuke the creatures that they're, like, trying to, like, say are misunderstood. And then they're like, well, that was fucked up. That was, like, maybe the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And he's like, hey, we got a lot of money. And they're like, okay. Let's keep doing it. I'm sure it'll be different every other. Like, I could not believe it. Like, what? How? They're they're just, I don't know if the, I, I think that these characters are the most noble characters in the show, which shows you what the show thinks about people, yeah. that being a spineless, compromising liberal is the best it gets. That's the most radical and pure you can be. And <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> Uh, uh real quick though godzilla looked pretty cool i like the shot of his tail with all yeah. the spikes that was cool yeah he's kind of chonky i uh, i really feel like this episode was fucked up and i also feel like it might have been the high point for me uh wow <laughs> uh i can agree with that um i think the the i think that sequence that we're talking about is probably my 
favorite part of the show so far. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's definitely fucked up as well in terms of its politics. I mean, I, but it 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 pointed the U.S. military as uncurious, conniving, lying people who will bomb things before we've even discovered them. That's cool. It's just mm-hmm. everything else was so atrocious that like that's not even anything to you know. No, yeah, make, yeah. I, I don't know. I really was just kind of exhausted by this whole episode. Then we go to <laughs> fucking Alaska and we do the the trick flying thing, and and they land. And the first, I'm looking in their plane, and I'm like, they don't have any food or water. They're just going out into Alaska without food <laughs> or, or water. jackets. Or yeah, yeah true. <laughs> and then sure enough. They're in a situation because they don't have any fucking food or water. And it's just like, what is this Before we get show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should note this is the introduction of the second new kaiju of or third, if you count the bugs, I guess. Of uh, This is where we see the spiky boy with the wiggly tentacle head who to me looks like. Well, I guess we can talk about him more in the next episode, but he's there. Yeah. Oh, no, but he he kills Duho, right? With yeah. his ice. Yeah. Uh, that kaiju looks to me, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I think it's a star-nosed mole. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Definitely. That it's a star-nosed mole more. with ice powers and glowy orbs at the end of its star tentacles. It, yeah, I, I don't know. It. My, the kaiju did nothing for me. I, I kind of just felt like he reminded me of just like a, a monster from like a Final Fantasy game. I, it didn't really feel like it had much. Yeah. I don't know anything really selling it uh for me um but you bringing up the star nose mole makes me maybe like him a little bit more uh i i but... thought uh, a monster who lives in alaska who freezes things is like a little bit redundant and maybe he <laughs> he would do be more effective anywhere else i don't know <laughs> maybe that's why alaska's so cold never thought about it's that it's also <laughs> It's interesting that it, well, I mean, we're getting into episode four now, but like, it's interesting that it absorbs fire, which there is very little of in Alaska, and shoots out ice, which there's a lot of in Alaska. Like, shouldn't it absorb ice and shoot out fire or something? Like, very weird. But yet, it didn't feel like it fit. Like, I, I, I'm of two minds. I like that they're going weird and silly. Like, why not? Just make cool kaiju. Don't make, like... The kaiju and King of the Monsters were kind of boring, the extra ones. It was like a big spider. We've never seen that before and stuff like that. But, like, I like that they're getting weird, but they just don't feel like they're part of this universe at all. The dragon or the yeah. the mole yeah. ice thing. I did want to say, I don't know what what this is. If this is, like, the creature. and But I looked up the uh, Japanese on their... Uh, Takeshi, is that his name? The dad's... Uh, Hiroshi's Hiroshi? um, map that he had um, and it said megafauna discovered which is a little strange uh, oh, yeah. and evidence mm. of the existence of biological nuclear weapon which I thought was pretty Ooh. cool I think but is that what that monster was or is that just like random Japanese that they just kind of like threw on there and, and doesn't mean anything I don't know because the They're all radioactive, and we know that um, in the beginning of episode four, the woman in the trailer, Outpost 47 of Monarch in uh, Utah, is saying that, like, 
stuff from a that you would normally see in a black hole pulsar is there i don't know if they were trying to connect that like to all of them having weird radioactive powers or not i don't fucking know yeah i don't know or did it have more to do with that hole in the ground right right that's what, what i thought that her reading was the, was that the hole with that... the light shining out of it yeah i'm so lost so remember like, when they're 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 Remember when they're wandering around uh, looking for the golf ball building and then they see the light shining from the ground and they're like, that might be an oil rig or a settlement. But then later in the episode they see it's just like a hole in the ground that was next to their campsite in the beginning with a light shining out of it. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's what I assume the radiation was about. I see. Well, there's... Uh. I I know that they talk about there being radiation. No. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Now I'm mixing up right. minus one in this. There's so much Godzilla content coming out. There's so much. <laughs> yeah. And it was confusing on uh, episode five. They were like, for one of the timelines, they were like, Godzilla Day, minus five. Yeah. <laughs> minus two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and then minus one. <laughs> um, uh, just starting out this episode, which is called Parallels and Interiors, yet again, People explaining things to people that need, should know this already. The assistant director of Monarch is like a pulsar, and they're like, "It's it's it's what happened before the emergence the first time." It's like a pulsar is like a supermassive black hole. So she's the director. That was the most important yeah. event in all of Monarch history. Like, <laughs> do you think we're gonna meet the the director? Oh, good question. Yeah, eventually. Totally. They're gonna be bad. They're gonna be grumpy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Barto, what do you uh, got? I really hated the whole backstory that we sent Kintaro on of him Dude. meeting May and like I just wasn't sure what we were supposed to be getting out of it at all. Like when maybe there'll be payoff hey. later of something, but we like they're 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 using it to like talk about Kentaro's relationship with his father, because his father shows up maybe at the end of his art event and says how proud of him, and I think it's the last time he saw him. But like, no, he didn't see his dad there, and that's he. he, he if he had, he imagines, he dreams in, that he does, but he didn't. I believe he didn't see his father there. Yeah, and because he blew it off. That was the last he time he could have seen his dad. He could have. That was the last time his dad tried to see him before he disappeared. So because he went on that date with May, he didn't see his dad. But also, like, cool. But why do we have to have the most excruciating meet cute in history? Like, right. yeah. that was so bad. The taking the picture and her walking and like, is this an act? And he, it was so bad. And there was so sluggish. Like, there's just no yeah. passion in it at all. And, like, there was no chemistry between them. And it was just a drag. And, and yeah. on the other side, they're just dragging through Alaska. And it's like, you, you know, like, I, I, I don't know. I've seen people wandering around Alaska. I know exactly what the stakes are. Like, there's no, yeah. there, there's nothing. It, it's just the whole thing is just crawling for this whole episode. And there, it seems like there might be some interesting stakes. Cause like they go in circles and then he, uh, Lee says, 
Titans have strange effects on their surroundings. That cloud we flew through, this place, is stranger than you know. Stranger than anyone knows. But it's like, also, one of you has hypothermia and you're just wandering around in the snow. Like, I don't, you're not, just tell us or don't. Like, and there's just some casual-ass Aurora Borealis in the background. It's... (laughs) I just thought it was kind of weird how um one of them has starting to have like a yeah like have hypothermia and you know the three of them are going but they're still all pretty conscious but then uh um Kentaro seems to kind of just like pass out like right away from exhaustion. I mean, seemed to be a pretty big disparity between where well, he was compared to the others. You have people helping yeah. you along. I think that goes a long way. If I was walking around just in heading in a direction in the middle of the snow in Alaska in the dark, I'd probably lay down, fall asleep, and die too. You know that that wouldn't that that wouldn't. I mean, I agree, but it felt like oh, it's time for him to have a vision of his dad. So now he's tired, and we forgot to tell him to be tired for the last twenty minutes. Well, also like the whole time of it. So that seemed to happen like very shortly after they separated. And it had to have been kind of shortly after they separated because he comes in and saves him at the end of the episode. So he's had time to find the golf ball building, radio for help, get help, and then point them to where the other people are. Like, I I don't know. The time didn't really make sense to me. Me neither. To me, the stupidest part of this was that, like, the writers know nothing about anything. Like, the okay. There's this moment where they're like, the fire's going to go out. And Lee's like, do I burn this tiny stack of paper that has all the important things from the files to keep us warm? Or do I save the files? If you throw a few pieces of paper on a fire, it's not going to keep you warm. It's going to go, God, what are you talking about? It was like the only way that would have made sense is if you had like, hundreds of thousands of pieces of paper like it was so i just felt like this was written by like a committee of seven-year-olds being like what's it like (laughs) in the snow like i was oh god and it's like it's fire season i literally was making a fire next to me and i'm like this is kindling you idiots like what are you i do want to say i want to jump back to shaw talking about the environment and it yeah. kajus do strange things and his age. Um, the 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 thing I was going to point out in my rewatch of Kong, fuck Kong Skull name? Island. John C. Riley's character points out that the natives on the island like don't seem to age, and I think that there's going to be oh. a connection between like presence of kaiju and like life bringing energy. I also vaguely remember like like places where Godzilla goes, like there's new growth or something in in one of the one of the movies. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In um King of the Monsters, they basically treat it like Chernobyl. It's like they cause disasters but then they cause new growth, which is ironic because they're not This is why I was getting mixed up and thinking they were radioactive, but they're not cuz there's no radi like we know there's no radiation after man these movies are so confused yeah but, yeah but I that's agree what with I you. think is going on with Shaw is that he is was like that. in the presence of kaiju for many years and is just not aged but that's my guess that's that's awesome I think that's a great a great idea I hope it's true the other thing I'll say about this episode is uh Kate is nice to someone she's very nice to May and I thought 
that's growth. That's cool. I like to see that. Um, that all falls apart when Kate goes home and sees her mom and is just mean to her. And but uh, it, I thought, oh, we're getting character growth here. That's cool. But I, yeah. I was kind of wondering if they were trying to like develop more of a relationship with the two of them, which seems kind of weird to me. Because there are, there's a lot of, like, I don't know, holding of hands and, like, long looks at each other. Um, which also just be, you're helping me through this excruciating yeah. time. But uh, the vibe I got was that it was trying to build a relationship. But then I was kind of like, that's kind of weird because May's been with her brother. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll... totally. I, I didn't pick up on that. But, um, yeah, I, I do think it's the only, like, redeeming thing of this episode is that she's nice to May. Uh, even though I kind of just want May to die, just succumb <laughs> to the hypothermia. Yeah. Should we, uh, I mean, do we need to talk about the fucking art exhibit thing or can we move on? Um, I thought his art looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was fine art. Did you think it had facial recognition like stuff? Like I felt like it was a facial recognition thing. Like, have you seen the, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like the, like <laughs> when they, hmm. when you see the lines, I, just, I thought that's what I, it was. I couldn't figure out. I don't know. Maybe this is just me being dumb. But I kept thinking like this is like the art is going to relate to <laughs> the story in some way. Well, and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, there's some, something identity. You know, his dad is two people. And like, what is, you know, but nothing really there. Nothing to tug on at all. Well. Later, when they're looking at the map in the next episode, and he, like, pokes the holes through his paper and has the light shine through it, he he says, like, you know how sometimes other things can have an effect on art and, like, make make you have a new perspective on it or something like that? Well, no, he he says my art project was about projecting images onto each other to reveal something new. But was it? I don't remember. And then May was like, yeah, I remember. Um, Yeah, I I don't. I rewatched. Yeah. Then when I rewatched the episode, I was like, we're not really shown much of his art, but I don't see how that's related. I don't think that was it. It, Yeah, I I don't think so either. I think they totally fucked up there because they could have made it about that. Mm. I don't. Just the whole, like, the whiskey bar, and then, like, I did the lighting in here. And then, how long have you been an artist? Starting tonight. What do you mean? You just said you designed the cool-ass lighting in this room. <laughs> like, you just, like, it doesn't even know what it just said in the show. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. I mean, he did the caveat of, well, only professionally tonight, but, like, so you designed this light unprofessionally? Yeah, for like, free. Yeah, what do you mean? I mean I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, it's a favor as a, to a friend so you can get free whiskey and uh, uh, show up before open. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's the trade-off. It's just so cringe on so many levels. Also, uh, May says Tacoma sucks, so May has obviously never been to the Vietnamese restaurant Pho King, which is delicious, and she's being too mean to her hometown is all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> get her. Uh, Tacoma, home of the Sonics, one of the great garage rock bands right they're from Hell Tacoma, yeah. right i think so i don't know the fucking and the sonics <laughs> very cool i can't believe she left can't believe she left uh episode five the way out yes. where do y'all want to start okay so this i want to is... start by getting by finding the way out of here 
away from this fucking TV show, am I right? <laughs> Seriously, <Farto>? folks. <laughs> this TV show's fine. <laughs> this is where I was like, okay, so this one monarch showed up and suddenly we weren't in Alaska anymore. I was like, oh, so nothing happened that fourth episode. We didn't really learn anything really about Wait, the monarch base was in Alaska, wasn't it? Yeah, but like but and and then they took him away. You know, they they just like Oh yeah. We didn't really gain anything from our detour to Korea and then our detour to we, Alaska. Like nothing I mean, we w- know that um we 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 know Hiroshi that Dad's still alive. isn't in we know Hiroshi's yeah. alive and he's not in Alaska and that he's still shaving his pencils. But it just seemed like um, such a small I, okay, so my whole thing is I hope I've not said this out loud already and sorry if I have, but I I very much think I'm I'm a this should have been an email guy about TV shows and um <laughs> and this is where I had that thought where where I was like this whole this whole thing that happened to like get through this this little plot point was was like not worth my 50 minutes or whatever and, totally. it, and it really it really frustrated me but i actually liked this episode otherwise <laughs> thought yeah i was confused cuz you said this uh episode yeah i'm got trying to find this... it in our chat right what is <laughs> what was the word you used barto i don't know got to me maybe? i got to find it uh, just search for horned up and it'll be like... That's what oh, I yes. just did. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, after watching this this uh, episode... Oh, yeah. Th- okay. Uh, Barta said, accidentally felt some things in episode five, lads. And Charlie said, my dude's all horned up. <laughs> and Barta <laughs> said, I felt sorrow, Chuck. <laughs> we need, we need very... to know what sorrow you felt. I don't know, like, you know, I, with the, the fucking children in the, the, like, Mm. you know, I, 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 there's this thing that happens in my brain sometimes, like, when I'm, uh, when people are, who are innocent of, of, uh, the situation that they're in are, are under the thumb of forces they don't have any hand in and are doomed. Uh, I get this way when I like watch documentaries about like, you know, like protesters. I really got like a similar feeling. I don't know why. I don't really have like a good explanation for like my my reasoning behind this, but like those those kids and like sort of dealing with like. This is a hoax. This must be a hoax. You know, like keep going, but like I know they're going to die. You know, is it was mm-hmm. like it kind of children are the future, and it's sad to see that future not happen. And, <laughs> I yeah, think what Barta's trying to identify is sympathy. I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It just I I yeah I felt something, and I and it was kind of ruined by like the whole subplot that like kate is a jerk uh that kind of <laughs> killed the the whole thing to, for me um, yeah. um just as a little insight after that that tweet i was freaking out um because i was like oh wait is that the episode where the reveal kate's a lesbian um am i are they gonna 
am I am I gonna am I an asshole because I didn't mean to imply like are you horned up because the lesbian stuff oh. and I was like are they gonna think oh, that yeah, that's what right. I meant and I, I was yeah, like right. out. of course that's <laughs> what you meant that's what you meant <laughs> what of course that's what you meant I didn't mean that I didn't even think of that about uh, afterwards I was like oh wait is that the supposed to be like the lesbian episode that's not at all what I meant <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was the lesbian episode. It was the one that took Twitter by storm. Um, I want to go back to you brought up uh, Barto the scene where you know she goes into the classroom and the only there's only a few kids there and they think it's a hoax. That to me was like such a nine eleven scene. Like, to, did is they that, tell you it was a hoax? To me, that on was 9/11? the vibe. Like. <laughs> No, no, no. But the like, you go into school and the other parts of it, the like okay, going yeah, to school yeah. and most people yeah. are gone and people don't know if they should be there or know if they should watch it or different people are handling mm-hmm. it differently. I was just like, this was written by millennials who were in school during 9-11. That's what it felt yeah, like to me. Definitely. Were you in school or had you not gone to school yet? I was in school because I had zero period uh, Spanish. Okay. So I was standing outside of my first class when I, yeah. Yeah. I remember we were, yeah, we put it on the TV and, um. Guys, either history or chemistry. Can't remember. And we later um, found out it was a hoax, just like she thought yeah. this was. Right, but we were right. Uh, <laughs> those buildings were never there. Uh, nope. Find us on a uh, our on our Patreon for one dollar, covering small change. Yeah. Loose change. Yeah, loose change. Uh, loose change. <laughs> Right. Uh, we're also going to cover the Tom Waits album, Small Change. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I liked the setup that they had going in San Francisco. I thought that was interesting. The way, like, I and when I initially saw it, I'm like, they ain't fixed the bridge yet? They ain't fixed that stuff? And I thought, it's like, okay, it's just been a year. You're right. That would be, that would take fucking forever to clean up. Yeah. And I thought, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 like, cordoning off like I, I i don't again i don't know what the glue is to put this together but like you know the military like the site of this disaster being like a, a site where people want to like congregate in and get to to either explore or steal or whatever and is and is 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 made like unreachable by the state there's like something to that and then and they talked about the trauma yeah. tours which reminded me of like those those popped up in like in the ninth ward after katrina there were there were like bus tours going around to like look at how fucked up it was you know like that's that's mm-hmm. very real you have that around here during after the fires and yeah. like um there are entire i don't know if y'all know about this like around here, it's like a pretty normal thing, but uh, there's like a race when there's a huge forest fire of these companies that are like in vans to get there first and print the first T-shirts of that wildfire. And what? like everybody wants to buy. So everybody's wearing like their different T-shirts and they're all weird, like Bigfoot carrying a chainsaw and like a bunch of weird shit. And like it's like a it's That's a cool. whole industry. I'd buy that um, shirt. <laughs> And so that felt very real to me, too. And people who live around here talk about, like, the traffic getting worse after fires because people want to come see. That's it's crazy. Up. I, can, I can kind of understand it for somewhere like New Orleans, where it's, like, this historic, legendary city and people want to see the difference. I mean, I don't think sure. that makes it okay. 
but that's just weird as some kind of unnotable place but there's been a huge fire there and people are like oh i want to go see that i don't know sorry it's called your uh where you live unnotable <laughs> you're good <laughs> uh i i also i agree with you barto that the 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 setup of that zone was really cool and i really liked that they the show this felt the show like in its most interesting was this world they're building where you have san francisco cordoned off unreachable except by fema groups and like the military and you have people who do want to go there like you're saying who are like squatters and shit and at the same time the first thing they see when they land in oakland is an advertisement for strata secure homes and they're like who wants to live in a custom bunker and they're like tech bros, the only ones who can afford it. And then the next thing we see is the Alameda Point FEMA housing, which is like, so you have like this contrast where this FEMA housing is like trailer parks where our hero lives, right? Or our, one of our characters lives. Yeah, and then you have and scare the tech. Yeah, yeah, right. The, then you have the tech bros who are able to afford like mansions underground. And then you have squatter. Like it, it's a cool landscape. They're, they're painting of, of class differences and all that shit. I don't think they're really going to do anything good with it though. I'm not, Agreed. I, don't have, no. I don't have any confidence in it, but um, it is like, but it's, it's like, cool to make the world a little lived in like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, I was kind of hoping that they touch on those actual uh, tech bro bunkers. Um, yeah. Totally. But we'll, we'll see. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I mean, it's, um, you know, I don't think that's a thing we've ever really seen in this movie. Like, what is, or in any Godzilla movie, is like, what does it look like, like, a year afterwards? You know, like. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's neat. And I, I could just mm-hmm. do that. I could just, that could be a great show to me, is, like, how... How does, you know, San Francisco recover from a Godzilla attack? And that would be fascinating. And the rest Bardo of this is Bardo wants to totally, be a trauma tourist. Bardo wants to be a trauma tourist. A, a fictional one. Bardo yeah. is a trauma tourist. I'm totally kidding. No, agreed. Uh, That's the best um, part of the show is the world building of that. Yeah. And it's so small. It's, yeah. It's interesting how... Um, uh, San Francisco, one of the richest place cities in the world, one of the highest places of rent that has a notoriously um, large uh, houseless population. Uh, and even when it's brought down to destroyed, um, it still has uh, a houseless population and there's still uh, officials trying to chase them off with their guns and saying, get out of yes. here, you don't belong here. I thought it was interesting that we see squatters uh, just living in the subway and then the army comes and, you're not allowed to live here. You're not allowed to live here. It's like, yeah. man, I guess some things about the city never change no matter what the overall. Good fucking point. But, but uh, the actual them, sorry, uh, the actual them walking around the city was just not interesting at all. Like it. It, not it was beyond not interesting it was so infuriating they're having full volume conversations with their flashlights still on while behind a car while dudes with that they were told will shoot them on sight are right behind them like there was no suspense it was so fake they were in a green screen area like i hated it so much and then they're singing songs 
yeah. singing songs <laughs> after they almost just got fucking caught and shot. And then they're like, oh, we, we escaped that fine. Now let's just just uh, trounce around singing and like not look around corners. Or, like <laughs> People, uh, you know, I, I don't think you should be able to write a TV show unless you've like committed crimes of some yes. kind successfully. Thank you. Like you should... <laughs> You should know how that works before you're allowed to think about it, or at least know someone who knows how it works, because it's just never... It, yes. I don't know. Like Or play the, a video game or something. <laughs> like. like, when you're hiding, sneaking somewhere where you're not allowed to be, you have to learn how to whisper quieter. Like, it's like, we don't know how to really whisper until you really have to. And they're singing songs. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. so bullshit. And yeah. the thing that sucks, too, is them singing their dad's songs is the best thing that, that they've done with those characters as far as their connection to their dad. And they yeah. wasted it by doing it in this fucking subway while they're hiding. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And having it having that be the point that kind of like uh, gets the chase thrown on them. Like, yeah. that was their fatal mistake was singing, which I mean, yeah, it should have been their fatal mistake. But like that even like just kind of worsens like their one kind of final connect warmth connection yeah. they have is <laughs> that's what brings the the guns on them yeah and that's I, the scene I where everyone like oh, oh no no ahead. i was gonna say that's the first scene where everybody is nice to each other like mm -hmm. kate breaks down and and may is like you're gonna breathe with me which you know is a scene that i think we've all probably seen like 150 times but it you know it was like oh everyone is has the capacity for kindness that's yeah that's something i guess but man the rest of this is exhausting like may is being nice but telling them like yeah this is the only place in the show they could have maybe mad at may for being nice to them like she's like okay let's use our inside voices like no you have to fucking slap them what are you doing yeah. it's the only time i want her to be mad at, like <laughs> this show is fucking with me <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, and then we go we go to the tower and we see the radiation trail maps, I guess, and worst scene in the show. What's up like, with that fucking skinny ass tower? Like I don't feel like with all these buildings collapsing that that would be the one to like be okay and still stand. It's very funny that their dad works at the top of the most notable iconic tower in all of san francisco like that's yeah. the famous Is that the building tower i don't know what it's or called no. i just you see it in the skyline every time there's a picture of it uh yeah i think that's it yeah i, I don't know wackadoo all wackadoo but so wackadoo um yeah i just hated I how like what are the chances the sun is shining perfectly? The piece of paper was the exact right size to have the dots where they would project exactly bigger than they were from the iPad onto the map, exactly onto the lines. Like, so stupid. I hated it so much. Yeah, that was... Boo! Um, um, uh, we haven't really talked about the flashback that... um. Oh, sorry. At the end of this storyline, like the end of the episode, uh, my favorite... My okay. One of my least favorite parts is Kate's mom is like, I could have found out he was cheating. I liked having a part-time husband, but that meant you had a part-time father. And just like this weird blaming the mom victim 
shit. Like, I get that she was taking responsibility in a way, and that's good. But, like, that was just weird. That that whole dynamic was so, so odd to me. Like, the, like she brings her half-brother home and <laughs> is like, aren't you going to, like, scream at him? You know, like, aren't you going to treat him badly? Like, I hey, do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like. Treat him like shit. Trust me. It feels good. <laughs> it, Kate's mom is, it seems like she's trying her best and is, like, yeah. seems generally yeah. nice and. And and so Kate is just cruel to her as a result. And it's <laughs> it's I don't know. It sucks to watch. I, I don't know. I hope there is yeah. some some something happens to make this better. I want them to figure out a way so they could be nice to to Kate's mom, because Kate is Kate's mom yeah. seems like the only and and her uh, suitor are like the only like yeah kind people in this whole show yeah yeah i was i was definitely hoping we get to see more of the two of them because like oh they're kind of they're actually warm <laughs> yeah i we haven't got a lot of warmth and i don't mean because we were just spending a couple episodes in alaska yeah uh i they i like those characters they were wasted um i do have to point <laughs> out uh kate says to her mom about her dad he worked for a secret organization like the CIA, but for Godzilla, which is my favorite line of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, who do you all think may, what, what do you think was happening with may? She like did that weird backstabby thing at the end. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The weird or, what thing at the end? She makes it sound like she's going to snitch. Yeah. Oh, she oh. calls Monarch and says, I want to go home. Tell me what I need to do. I was thinking of Kate. Yeah. Yeah. May. Um, yeah. Uh, it doesn't I, look good. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're they're intentionally making it not look good. Like she's a snitch. Maybe she has a secret plan up her sleeve, and she's gonna trick uh, the monarch agent. But um, probably not. <laughs> no, I don't probably think not. so. Yeah, this this show. Is, I, I don't think so either. There aren't but, a ton of twists. Yeah, I mean, this was the twistiest thing yet. Is <laughs> that May gave her a call? But even that, they set it up. You know, they gave her the card, and so when I saw the card, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, she's going to snitch. <laughs> but For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what do you guys think, like, her her backstory is? For, like, what she's of... running from? Yeah, I don't know. Probably something stupid. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, yeah. she's a hacker who got in trouble because she hacked into the blah, 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 and now yeah. the government yeah. wants her. I, I was the... I was the hacker named 4chan, and now the government is after me. (laughs) They just, like, get other tragic things that have happened in history and repaint them. She's like, I was the one who actually downloaded all the JSTOR documents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I Every time, like, we get a new little backstory thing, I think, maybe this will explain it. Maybe this will, like put the pieces together for like why it's okay for everyone to be so mean and nasty and boring. And we'll get, you know, like Kate's was a little like that, you know, cause there was, there was this tragedy, but they had to add that also she's a jerk. And so it, it didn't really yeah. like make up for, for anything. It's like, Oh, she's just always I mean, this way. Honestly, my first thought with May was 
I was like, oh shit, are they are they realize that she's a shitty character and they're trying to and they're gonna write her off the show? Oh please and uh <laughs> but I don't think it's gonna be that. I don't think they're actually gonna write her off yet because this is all filmed in one season. Maybe she'll join Monarch. There we go. Hang on. I mean, the the episode starts with them de- with the Monarch debating whether the kids should just get added into Monarch. It's so confusing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, which we'll get to. I think the last thing in this episode we should talk about is is Lee in the at the Monarch place because that's important. But I mean, Barto especially. You talk shit on Kate a lot, and Kate is my favorite of the three of them. I agree, she sucks, but Kentaro <laughs> is so empty. May is mean to everybody. Kate's the only one that I eat, and she sucks. Like, yeah, they they really didn't give us much. I don't know. I think up until May snitched, I liked watching May more, and Oof. was I think May is generally more affable than Kate is, which is not by much, but like, and May is solutions oriented, and Kate is just just kind of complaining the whole way. I don't Dude, know. I May, agree that May is not a great character, but I just don't think any of them May are very good. May is the worst one. Did you see how she treated yeah. the fucking airline worker? Like, yeah. I'm going to give it two stars oh, on yeah. TripAdvisor. You know what? <laughs> yeah. One star. Like, she's the worst. That was not yeah, very nice. Yeah, I can't stand May. Um, yeah. But Kate yeah, sucks, I kind of so switch I mean... off between Kentaro and Kate, which one I like more. But uh, <laughs> if I like more, I'm not saying I particularly like either of them. That that was like the the thing I keep thinking about again. And I brought this up at the very beginning is like they're going to the Tim, the guy from um, Monarch, the the quirky guy from Monarch. He he's like uh like acting. He's <laughs> and he's like a performance in a way. His jokes aren't good, but he is like vibrant in a way that like yeah. no one else really mm-hmm. is, and so. Um, when when he's on screen, I'm like, oh, well, at least he's here, you know. Even though he's <laughs> he's a yeah. he's a jerk, and and we also like we're five episodes in and don't really understand what his motivations are at all. They just keep alluding to the fact that he has some that are different yeah. than monarchs, and and yeah, totally. and I guess we'll get it eventually, but. Well, it's not quite a good enough hook for me to like, you know, if, <laughs> if, if I wasn't on a Godzilla podcast, I would not, I would not keep watching. <laughs> from, from what I'm getting, it seems that he is more about the core mission of Monarch. Yeah. Um, but he's also a, uh, he's also kind of someone who wants to gain more, um, uh, power and promotion in the organization as well so he's not exactly like as much as he's about the core he's not about to work outside of monarch i guess or i mean tim says says i thought we were here to learn so we can protect stuff or whatever like yeah um so yeah i agree with you but they don't they also the way they allude to his mission maybe it's just that monarch is like cynical and thinks that everybody has an agenda. So if he actually cares, they just think of it as, as, as his agenda. But yeah, the way they talk about it is like, we know about your secret mission to like reunite with your father. And that's what this is all about. Like they make it seem like he has this weird drive that we should know about, but they won't tell us what it is. It, yeah. I, I guess I got to ask is, you know, they, they keep saying like, 
Monarch is a bunch of bean counters now. And like, I don't really actually know what they could be doing differently because I just don't know where the cleavage is between what Monarch was and what Monarch is. And do still all horned up talking about cleavage. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's that earth Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it it's mostly just that, like, look how giant it's gotten and it's still not it. All you're doing is observing and counting and mapping and all this stuff. And you're spending all this money to do it. But in the end of the day, like. I don't. I don't know. I mean, do they spend, I don't spend know less this money way. to do it. Like, I. I just. Well, I guess I don't know build, what. What the ideal monarch I'm, looks like. I mean, I'm at this point, because... they're containing a ton of titans, and I think early on they would have been like, "These titans are like supposed to be a balance of the earth." So, like, why are we holding them in these weird containment things everywhere? They're containing um, okay. them. Wait. So they're yeah. containing. Okay. Oh. I was going to ask about that because. At least if, uh, by 2019, they're containing the shit out of them. Um, so okay. I'm assuming they've been doing that for a long time, but I don't know. No, that makes sense because I, I was about to add on and say, like, yeah, uh, we see in the 50s, they're encountering multiple monsters. So obviously with updated science, uh, Monarch knows how to, like, get a hold of these titans. So what are they doing? So they're containing them? So in in King of the Monsters, they have 17 kaiju in containment. Uh that are like, whatever. And then in King uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, they have Kong in this new containment thing in the beginning. And I don't know at this point if that's is what they're doing, but by King of the Monsters, which only takes place four years after this, I believe, it feels like they've been containing some of them for a long time. But I don't know. They don't really talk about that here. It's very confusing. It, like... The fact that by King of the Monsters, they say they have 17, they keep adding them here where I feel like there's going to be like that number won't make sense later because they have a TV show they're trying to fill. So I don't know exactly what's happening. Why does um, Lee Shaw say no two Titans are the same? Around the same time, Legendary dropped a trailer where we see a bunch (laughs) of uh, uh, monkey Titans that all kind of look the same. (laughs) Real talk. amazing charlie good <laughs> question might be a good place to wrap That's up great. i don't know that feels <laughs> Is there I, something i'm else? sorry I'm we sorry. haven't even gotten to two of the big things i want to talk about oh um, okay i'm sorry bud no you're good you're good uh i want to talk about the 2014 san francisco flashback for a second just because yeah. uh the internet went insane it- kaiju twitter was insane with the fact that uh kate was gay and Whatever. She's gay. That's fine. That's great. Uh, but then her... You you said, like, what was the point of showing she's an asshole? Now, I do think maybe there's something to the fact that she's cheating. She probably kind of got this dishonest thing a little bit from her dad, and maybe it's making her... It's like she still, like, wants to find him because she doesn't think she's awful because she did bad things. So maybe her dad's not awful just because he did bad things, if that Uh, makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I guess that tracks. I think she's kind of a jerk. I don't know. I think he's kind of a jerk. So far, they've not redeemed themselves. But I I get what you're saying. And Yeah. yeah. And um, our uh, No Gods, No Monsters relationship tip of the week don't cheat on your partner. Thank you. Totally. I, I, the way that 
she, I get so, I think I've talked about this before, I get so stressed out by non-direct communication and the way that, like, she agrees to move in with her girlfriend with neither of them actually really saying it was so stressful to me. And Uh then they added that she fucked someone else the day before. Like, what? (laughs) I I thought there was an implication that they had had, like, some big argument between those two days. But then they never showed anything. So uh, they, I don't know what lesson the other girl was supposed to learn either. I think, I think the lesson is that Kate is philandering through the history of their relationship. I think, mm. I, I think, I think the lesson is just that Kate is a bad girlfriend, and I, I that was my guess. I don't. That doesn't track for me. I don't think you like sweetly say, have I learned mine while asking you to move in? Oh, like it just doesn't true. fit. Maybe you're right. Um, mm. I, one other thing about the flashback I have to point out is, did you all see what the name of the coffee shop they met at was? Yes. God damn it. Did I write it down? It was, oh my God. What was it? It was Grounds Hero. Oh no, there was something else I saw that. Um, like, I mean, no, no, the, that's still... The coffee still, shop that they see is called Grounds Hero, like Ground, Ground Zero, Zero, and then the next day, God, to look up, that's so weak. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, there was a title of something else that I felt was uh, some other shop or something that I felt was notable, um, mm. but I can't remember at all what it was, and whatever. But yes, Grounds Hero, that's uh, hilarious. I'm going to make a coffee shop and name it that. I just... Really. What a weird, like, tongue-in-cheek thing to do for no re- I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just lastly, we, we mentioned it a little before. I, I mentioned it when I was talking about my the Greenpeace Monarch rant. But um, this scene that I think is, like, a lot of Godzilla fans' favorite scene in the show so far, you really need to know 2014 to think it's good. But I like Lee saying... Uh, you're doing what Monarch does best. Nothing, absolutely nothing. And the director says, we have, the assistant director says, we have the smartest people on the planet on it. You can stand down. And Lee says, the smartest people on the planet have had years to prepare for G-Day. Let them fight. That's the best they could come up with. What if Godzilla had lost? Which is the famous part of Godzilla 2014 where the Muto and Godzilla square off and Sarazawa goes, let them fight is made I I thought this was a funny thing they did. Like they're they're showing like what did Monarch do? All you did is say, let them fight. Like, great. Glad you're here. Thanks for spending billions of dollars. Like So there was a Sarazawa in twenty fourteen? Yeah. Because I saw them mention a Sarazawa in this and I was like, oh interesting. Sarazawa uh, is uh the main monarch guy in twenty fourteen okay. and in King of the Monsters, and he's the guy with the famous meme that says, Let them fight when Godzilla's fighting okay. uh the Muto. Um and also I yeah, I don't think I noticed uh the, took note of this conversation. So also he was saying that it's good that Godzilla won, it would have been horrible if Godzilla lost. What he's saying is you didn't do anything. All you did is to say, let the Titans fight. They would have fought without you. If Godzilla lost, the bad Titan would have killed us all. And all the, like, what's the point of Monarch? You just sat back and watched them fight. I, Thank, thankfully, Godzilla won because, yeah, I'm just, Muto, I'm just interested that there's an acknowledgement that Godzilla is the good, the good yes, Titan. Yes, oh, 100%. 100%. Okay, okay. 
I didn't realize that was a thing. I guess that really reinforces to me that I don't know what the ideal monarch looks like. Yeah, if, totally. Because it sounds um, like that is like, it, take, if you take went Take a back, look at England, King Charles. Is that the current king? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I just don't know, like, what the Shaw of the 1950s, that sounds like what he would prefer, just let them fight, you know, like, this is, there's like a a balance or something like that that will be restored after the fight, and, you know, but, like, I don't know, I guess, I, I just don't, I don't get it, I don't, I don't get what's I, going I, on. I mean, I think that's what's great about this show, is they're pointing out that Monarch is, like, the nonprofit industrial complex, like, lost its way completely. I personally think if we're following what the people think the point of Godzilla and these Titans is and the reasons they're coming back is that they are a, it's a problematic idea, but they are a corrective for all of the harm that humans are doing. So Monarch would prove their existence, show everybody, educate people about why they're here and be like, if we keep strip mining, Godzilla's going to kill us. If we keep (laughs) doing whatever and we need to stop doing that. But instead of working against governments and to stop systemic problems they're just now a part of it and so they are useless they're yeah. just as useless as yeah. most ngos well yeah i mean they're they're they take their funding from the government so of course they're not gonna exactly come out and yeah so you think say, at, at monarch's best they would just be an environmental organization not necessarily environmental they would be like an anti-development or like yeah. but also a like a degrowth pro like a, a, a titan education group <laughs> or something yeah okay and i think that like this sh- one cool thing the show's doing because monarch is bad in this show like right monarch are the fucking like spies out to get our people They're the cia but we see that i think the show thinks that keiko and bill and even lee to an extent are pure and good and want good things but they're mm-hmm. making compromises so i do think the general thesis of the show is if you have good intentions, but you make compromises with bad entities, you will become as bad as them. And I think that's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, they could have told it quicker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Lee, who we all agree is the best, like one of the only good characters in this timeline of it is like Monarch is wrong and has been for a long, long time. And that's the general vibe mm-hmm. we're supposed to get. Right. 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 Can I ask one other? Uh, do we have anything else to say about this episode before I before I ask this question? I was just going to add on what Ravish saying. It's kind of interesting Please. that Lee's the only one of this timeline kind of realizes that when he's the one that kind of directed Monarch in the first yeah. place towards that government funding and that compromise. Um, so so I guess it could be large. Um, like that's that a cool character I choice. Of. I think that's yeah. a great character choice. Yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, I mean, it's both rare him- for this show. Him and Kate both have this like survivor's guilt thing going on to a certain mm. extent about very different things. But like that is like a way that like we could bridge them together. I, again, I don't think they'll actually do it, but it is, you know, like he is he is a survivor of the original project and feels bad for the outcome of it. And, you know, cool. Um, but yeah, totally. Um, I am good with talking about this episode. Where you want to go, Barto? I just wanted to ask how John Goodman survived being eaten by that 
uh, Skull Crusher. Is that what they're called? Skull, the thing on Skull Island, the where the the bad monster is called. I kind of assume this happened between him getting like just a part we didn't see before that. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. That's fine. Cool. But yeah, it was not well done. No. Beginning of episode four, that when scientists has all those readings, one of the first shots of the episode is her is her copy of Neuromancer. Is nice. there anything there? I haven't read Neuromancer in like over a decade since my sci-fi late class in college. Uh, I don't remember anything about what it's about. Anything? Uh, Not for no. me. No. Other than the surveillance state that they are trying to kind of, they're a little bit alarmist about, which I like. Yeah, it's like a one of the first shots of the episode is a close-up shot of the cover of Neuromancer. So I'm like, is there? Are they trying to say something here? Nice. Oh yeah. No, probably not. Probably just <laughs> trying to be like we we like cool sci-fi stuff. Yeah, just like yeah, you. We, <laughs> yeah, we like the most famous cyberpunk book that exists. We're we're edgy. <laughs> um, I was gonna ask what y'all thought might happen in the second half, but like. I, we've gone on very long, and we've already kind of said things we hope get tied together. And I mean, I want to know what happened to Keiko when she fell in that pit. I can't believe they've left it this yeah. long. What is happening? I, I just assumed that was where she died, but um, nope. yeah, I I don't know. I do too. Yeah, I think she did. Um, I hope she didn't because she she's one of the few characters in the show I actually like. Did she ha- have she? Could she have that? Meant that would mean. They already had the kids? Did they mention kids? I No, but I'm guessing that... that Wait. I, that was my guess. No, they did. They did? Okay. When they're driving, the three of them are driving, and uh, Shaw's in the back, and he's like, I don't understand how you hold Monarch together and hold a family together. Oh, that's right. Like that. Okay. Okay. Boring. Uh, <laughs> do y'all want get to into, get into awards? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Charlie, favorite shot. <laughs> the only shot I could come up with. Uh, by the way, I did not rewatch. I didn't have time to rewatch the fifth episode, so maybe there's a shot there I forgot. Um, but the only shot that kind of like stuck out to me as one that I liked was uh, defeating Godzilla, the atomic bomb incident. Uh, when they have the one I asked you about, where it's a shot from their camera and you see Godzilla in the distance, and it's kind nice. of like grainy old crappy footage because it's from their their uh, cheap camera hell yeah i i uh, some something in that scene too for me him approaching that island one of those one of those shots mine is also from that scene uh there's a shot where the camera kind of comes up from the water at his tail and is like focused on his spikes in an angle we haven't seen before and it's very cool. It's very funny that all three of us picked the, the Godzilla scene. <laughs> I love that. Okay, dumb cop of the week. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna give it to the cop who's chasing them, and then thinks that it was just cats, and says it's just more goddamn cats. I think we should start shooting them. Uh, <laughs> dumb cop. Fuck that. And then they like somebody laughs, and he's like, "I'm not kidding. Uh, that cop's dumb." I wrote. Monarch 2015 question mark. I'm assuming I just mean <laughs> Monarch, Monarch in general. I don't remember what I meant, but even though this was just a few hours ago, that's <laughs> a great I just answer. Meant the, way, the way Monarch is just kind of sits around and uh, doesn't really do anything. Excellent <laughs> answer. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> that guy who tells Kate that after she explains that she got kidnapped 
Like, are you sure you're not drunk and it wasn't a misunderstanding? Oh, yes. Oh, God. Thank you. Uh, Good answer. Very dumb. Yeah. But she doesn't seem drunk at all. No. And there was just a car accident that she watched. Yeah. And you're a cop, so maybe you'd listen when somebody... Yeah, anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Well... Okay. Praxis award. We know they wouldn't do that. Of course not. Cops don't help you. Goji for eating nukes. Hell yeah. up our atomic weapons. If we had 500 more Gojis, we'd have 500 less nukes. That would be good. (laughs) (laughs) They each eat one and stop there. The ice monster for trying to kill the squad of people who are <laughs> who are the the backbone of the show. Maybe it could have changed directions yeah, real quick. But, and, <laughs> unfortunately, his ice attack didn't uh, work on the uh, people. Just the, the three people more icy than him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I'm giving the Praxis Award to Kate's mom uh, for sneaking them into the zone to to do shit. That was cool. And it was very lucky that when she bribed the random person, it worked. But uh, yeah, also take government bribes to let people into the zone. Let them live there. It's fine. Yeah. Both of you get a Praxis yeah. Award. Yeah. yeah, it's not like it's a radiation area as far as we know. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Any final thoughts? Any hopes yeah. on where the series goes? Or you, you forgot an award. You Sorry, oh, yeah, you're the, right. The Good Man Award, which uh, we have to give to um, John Goodman for the opening scene of the entire TV show. Way to go, John Goodman! Keep representing St. Louis, and we'll keep being proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think. I mean, my only closing thought was that. I actually don't hate watching this quite as much as I sound like I hate watching it. I just, just the more I think about it, the more I dislike it. It, But actually like sitting down, I watched four hours of TV the other day and it was fine. I never do that. It was, but it was fine. I actually yeah. am glad we have this show and I have fun watching it. I like the world building they're doing. I just, it's hard when you're talking about it not to pick apart the horrible writing and acting and character choices, but they don't take me out of it that much. I just, there's a lot of eye rolling, but I still have a fine time. Like I watched them all twice and I did not feel like it was work. I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This show is a good reminder of just generally why I tend to really not watch, uh, much TV or at least straight face serious TV shows. Um, but I still had a fine enough time watching it. So I was entertained while watching it. And, um, it does. I. It is kind of fun to have the world building with the series you're going through. Even though I also kind of feel like, God damn, there's some extra homework where I feel like I'm missing out because I haven't watched the 2014 Godzilla in years. Mm. I haven't never seen King of the Monsters. Haven't seen Skull Island in a while. So I feel like I'm missing out on some stuff. But uh, it's still fun having a world building thing. Is even though there's negatives attached to that. But uh, yeah, whatever. I'm glad it exists. Way to go, Legendary. You you keep you keep doing your thing, Legendary, but maybe next time try to do it, your thing a little bit better, and um, <laughs> I'll give you two thumbs up then. Ch- uh, for those who couldn't see, Charlie was holding one thumb up before that. Um, <laughs> uh, one, one final thing. I do hope... I don't know. I just hope that by the end of this fucking season... 
it's not just a cliffhanger and then we don't get anything else. Like, I hope they try to tie some things together. I hope we find out what the dad's doing. hope we find out why Lee is the age he is. I hope that, like, we find out why Tim is doing... Like, I just... I just don't like... I hope this isn't doing the thing that shitty shows do, which it feels like it's doing, where they're just leaving a bunch of loose ends to keep us intrigued, but they're never going to tie them up. But that's my fear, is that that's what's happening. Um, sweet, y'all. Thank you for listening. We hope you join us next time when we're going to be talking about, probably, uh, American Werewolf in London. You can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash nogodspod. We got extra content on there. We think you would like it. It's only a dollar a month for everything. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we would love that. Give us a review. And you can find us on Twitter and Blue Sky at NoGodsPod and email us nogodspod at gmail.com.